these are your hosts, Brianna, Grace, and Kim. Hi. Hello. We are from the MISN CAP team. This podcast is under the Real Women's Forum and aims to serve and discuss themes on trust in relationships, sexual health, hygiene, racial issues, and misogyny, among other things. One of those things is the addition of subjects that pertain to youth. We have created a new section under our podcast named Adolescence with an X, where we will speak on topics that particularly relate to youth. Before we start, a small disclaimer, the Real Women's Forum podcast does not issue any medical advice. Instead, the podcast serves as a safe and brave space for women and other members of the community to discuss, voice common concerns, and share their experiences. We encourage you to visit MISN's website to seek information on specialized programs regarding health insurance, improving birth outcomes, and educating teens on the risks of being sexually active. Today we are here with Lynn Geyser from the Sullivan County WIC program, Jennifer Lansqua, our community health worker supervisor, and members of the Baby Cafe. For our listeners out there who may not know about the Baby Cafe, the Baby Cafe is a safe space that offers free information for parents in a relaxed, informal environment. The Baby Cafe meets every second Monday of the month from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., as well as every fourth Monday of the month from 3 to 5 p.m. Before we begin, I would like to briefly introduce who we are. Brianna, Kim, and I are a part of the CAP team, so we provide youth services within Ulster, Orange, and Sullivan counties. Our mission is to sustain healthy relationships between youth, as well as to empower them and their dreams through education. One way we do this is by providing evidence-based programming to youth ages 11 through 19 in a variety of settings. Our evidence-based programs discuss topics such as sexual health, positive youth development, as well as personal and professional development. We also have a youth club in addition to our podcast, and within our podcast, we hope to allow for important conversation to occur regarding topics such as mental health, personal growth, as well as overall health and well-being. So as we mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking to Lynn, and we're going to be talking about the Sullivan County WIC program. So welcome, Lynn. Thank you for being here with us today. Hello. So our first question for you, Lynn, is what is WIC and what does WIC stand for? Okay, that's a great starting point. So uh, WICS stands for Women, Infant, and Children, and the program is federal. The states all get money to implement it, and the program serves women who are pregnant, women who are breastfeeding up to one year. After one year, a person, we would encourage them to continue breastfeeding as long as they wish, but there's no more benefits uh, in in the way of food for a woman breastfeeding after age one and postpartum women who just gave birth and are not breastfeeding necessarily and children who are infants up to the age of five so do you want to translate that okay um están hablando sobre el programa del wiki lo que representa las letras del wiki el wiki representa servicio para mujeres infantes y niños y este se basa en ayudar a mujeres embarazadas y mujeres lactando y niños desde nacimiento hasta los cinco años de edad. You know, I'd like to add a little bit more to that because WIC doesn't just give out food benefits. We also make referrals into the community based on our health and screening and nutritional assessment of each participant. So if someone came to us and maybe that was their first baby and they seem to need a little help navigating other services, maybe SNAP, 
Um, maybe they spoke Spanish and they, they really needed help filling out the application. Maybe they needed a health worker in their home. We connect people. We refer them to that. Anything that they might need to benefit their family, their infant, their health, we make referrals. And we also have as part of our mission to support, encourage breastfeeding for um, all the women that we serve and answer any questions and make referrals for breastfeeding counselors that we have on staff and health and nutrition education by uh, professional nutritionists. Bien, no solamente el WIC es para madres que están lactando y, y atendiendo, dándole alimentos a los niños, sino que también es una organización que también ayuda a las madres que puedan tener alguna necesidad con vivienda o cupones de alimentos para sufragar los gastos de su casa. So, entonces el programa de WIC también ayuda a, esa, a esas damas también en esa parte y no nada más eso, si necesitan ayuda para llenar alguna aplicación o algún formulario, también se le ofrece esa clase de ayuda. So, no solamente es este para ayudar a madres que están lactando, que quieren lactar al niño, sino que también eh, dan referido para, para ofrecerle ayuda este a las damas en cualquier otra ayuda social que puedan necesitar o estar enfrentando. So, el programa también da referido en asistencia a las mujeres que puedan estar enfrentando cualquier otro problema en la, en la comunidad. The next question that we have for you, and I know you touched upon this a little bit in the last question, was what are the requirements that need to be met in order to qualify for the WIC program? So are there income requirements or? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's important too. So you know, let me first say a person does not have to be a citizen. They can be someone who just arrived in the country. You don't have to have a green card. Any woman who's pregnant, any woman who just gave birth can apply. We don't ask for anything like that. What we do ask for though is proof of income, which, which isn't necessarily money. It could be, but a lot of people who receive SNAP or receive Medicaid for their insurance, um, the, uh, a mom or her children or her infant, or receives public assistance in the form of temporary assistance for needy families, acronym is TANF. If there's a, if a person applying has any of those three programs, that is the proof of their income. Because we know that they had to meet an income requirement to get those three, one of those three items. So if they can show us that they are a recipient of one of those three programs, they're in the program. Let's say the person applying doesn't have Medicaid, doesn't have SNAP, or doesn't have public assistance in the form of TANF, a person might be applying with their income and we would need to see pay stubs. And so just to give you a, an idea, a household, because a household could mean they're living with their aunt or their sister or grandma, and she's a member of the household for a certain salary. A family of four whose income is up to 49,000 is eligible for WIC. That's an income eligible household. So income can be in a form of, a, of an adjunct program, we call it SNAP, Medicaid, or income. And then, so that's one proof that we have to see. And then the second one is where you live, because New York WIC is only for New York people. But so address, proof of your address is needed. And if this person, again, had proof of SNAP or Medicaid, 
and they show us that we see it. So now you had one item show, showed us income and address. And um, if not, they, there's other ways to prove your address, your cable bill, right? Proves your address if you have a, a lease and identification. So if a person drives a, a green card, a passport, that proves your, who you are. Again, back to the Medicaid, because we see so much of it that if it has their name on it and we, you know, then it's active, that proves all three. Oftentimes SNAP proves all three. So there's three, there's three items we're looking for um, when a person certifies. And, and we only, we ask for it at, to certify them for WIC and the child is on for a year. So we don't ask for all that again, you know, for another year. And it seems to, it's difficult to pull all that together sometimes like with that appointment, you know, people don't have it just hanging around a lot of times. And we work to try to help people find it, find a way to show us that if they don't have it, we'll go through lists. You have this, you have this you know, to try to really get people on the program. So that, that's, the, that's the eligibility. Live in New York and, and prove that you do. Our, where's our interpreter? We need her. Pues hay, hay algunas maneras que para uno cualificar, aunque no sea ciudadano, puedes cualificar para los servicios del WIC. Necesita prueba de ingreso, eh, dirección, identificación. Hay muchas maneras. No se tiene que limitar a solamente eh, si no tiene... Eh, una ID, pero usted recibe asistencia de, de los cupones de alimentos y otros otros programas que hay. Siempre hay manera de cómo identificar a uno, prueba de dirección, eh, licencia de conducir y cosas así, que son cosas que ayudan a, 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 a usted para que pueda este calificar para este servicio y siempre no se limite porque siempre se busca la manera de que eh, pueda calificar. And just to clarify, Lynn, can a single or widowed father be able to apply for the WIP program? Yes, and we are seeing more of that than than before. So lots of times, you know, families split up or dad or grandpa or an uncle or a brother will have custody of a child, of an infant. And so that person, whoever is caring for that child can apply for WIC. So he won't get benefits but he won't have his own account. He'll be the um, person in charge of, of the account of the record for the child. So whoever's caring for that child, wherever that child lives, that person, doesn't matter their gender, can apply for WIC for the child. Bien, pues, um, hay a veces familias que se separan y hay preguntas que como, que si la persona podría aplicar para el WIC o los cupones de alimento, Entonces la respuesta es que no importa qué clase de género usted es, o la persona que está con el niño tiene el derecho de poder aplicar y recibir los beneficios que ese niño necesita. No importa qué persona sea, es donde el niño esté. And our next question is, I know we spoke about the importance of breastfeeding and how uh, WIC promotes breastfeeding, but do you have to be a breastfeeding mother in order to get assistance from WIC? No, you don't have to be a breastfeeding mom. And... Um... You know, lots of people start breastfeeding after they deliver, and then they, for reasons that could be as simple as going back to work and not having a place during their workday that's adequate to a time um, to pump their milk, or they their goal was maybe just uh, to breastfeed for three months. So a woman has her own goals and her own way, and it's her choice. 
So we, you know, we do start talking to them or asking if they want to breastfeed and would they want a breastfeeding peer counselor to speak with when they're pregnant. We want people on the program when they're pregnant. We don't always succeed at that. Um, people think they don't have, don't come on until they have their baby, but you know, as soon as they know they're pregnant, call us. We want them on right away. It's a time when nutritional needs are high and information might be needed that we have. And so we really want to, you know, really hook people into our help, which then leads to other help. So it doesn't matter to us. We respect each other and we respect the moms when, and it's their choice what they want to do. And we help them with formula just as much as we would if they need it with breastfeeding. There is um, a, a little issue right now that we're having with the formula because there's a supply issue. We're, we're trying to work out many problems with the formulas not being in the stores that are WIC approved, which in Sullivan County is the Walmart and the two shop rights. But we're trying to, we go as far as somebody's calling, I need five cans of formula. And we're like working that up the chain and until somebody says, okay, there's five at the Walmart, go now, kind of. It's, it's really dicey, but that's kind of out of our control. Yeah. Do you know what is causing the shortage of the formula? I saw that in the news and I was about to ask you that. If you got to see from the past month or whatever time it happened, an increase of mothers asking how to breastfeed because they don't have the formula. The data that we have that I, I haven't, I didn't look at it more recently um, to see any changes like that. I did wonder though myself if there was any changes that way it would make sense, but the word has to get out first if it already isn't. So people, you know, weigh that in when they're choosing what they're going to do to feed their babies. It's, that's hard. And, and especially the, the non-milk-based formula we have this isomil soy, that one is seeming to be the, the one that's causing the most problems too in the way of supply but you know i do want to add we expect that our participants may always do both they will breastfeed and formula feed and that's perfectly okay with us whatever they want and there's a lot of that but we don't judge we provide enough information for them to make the choice including now like there's you know saying there's formula shortage participants are giving us the stories about it and we're working on it we're trying to help them there's another whole section of WIC in New York that's called vendor management. So they help us. They help us help the participant. And they're working hard. We're all working hard in these times. Interpreter. Bien, la pregunta es que si tienes que estar lactando para poder aplicar para el programa del WIC. Y la respuesta es no, que hay a veces madres que quieren lactar al bebé y a veces lo hacen por un par de días o par de meses y que eso está bien. También el programa de WIC no juzga a las madres que quieran hacer eso, esa decisión, sino más bien que ellos le buscan la información que la madre requiera para ayudarla en todo el proceso eh, y el tiempo que la madre quiera. Este, o porque a veces cosas pasan en, en, en la vida y a veces, muchas veces la madre quiere lactar, pero pasan cosas y no puede seguir el proceso de lactamiento. So el, el WIC no juzga eso, sino que más bien apoya. Entonces también se estaba hablando de que ha, ha habido una escasez sobre la fórmula de bebé, que eh, eh, no sé, que en los establecimientos a veces no hay cabida para la leche 
la leche de los bebés. Entonces no se sabe si es que están aguantadas en el voto o en alguna parte, sino que ha, no hay, no ha, ha habido y ahora la, las tienen hasta eh, cerrada con llave en algún sitio y todo el mundo pues está tratando de ver cómo resolver este asunto para que eh, la leche para las madres que no están lactando pues puedan llevar llevar a, a los niños. And and I could add even you know there are a variety of formulas that WIC New York State WIC has a contract to offer. So even though the local hospitals provide the moms and babies with Similac sensitive is the formula when they leave the hospital and when they're in the hospital, that is not one that we can offer. So right away there's a change of the type of formula a mom's feeding her baby when she comes to WIC. They offer one product. We don't have it. It's not in our inventory, so to speak. So um, there, there is a, a some confinement to what people have to work with. It's whatever we have. That's what they have to use. And they will work with their doctor usually on choosing the best one. Some are some have a little are a little more sensitive to an infant who in their family there might have been a lactose issue in the adults and so there's a formula that has a little less lactose in it or like i was saying about the soy if people have known in their family milk allergies they may choose the soy for that reason you know there there are there are restrictions but but um and there are mi minimum i'm sorry maximum amounts persons can get for their baby a month they might need more but again we're supplemental so we're they're going to really get most of their needs with us but but not necessarily all depending on the baby and the baby's calorie needs no, y que también este, hay una variedad de fórmulas y a, a ciertos vendedores que están en, en compañía con el programa de Wix o si el, el niño por alguna razón u otra este, no puede usar uh, una leche porque eh, tiene problemas estomacales o algo, siempre, si, siempre hay algo de qué escoger para suplir la necesidad de ese niño. So the next question we have for you, Lynn, is what resources are typically offered to a mom who's chosen not to breastfeed? Well, they, the resources um, are, are very similar in terms of uh, the health and screening assessment that we do. You know, we're, we're looking for very similar things in, in, the, in the health of the baby and the, depending on the weight of the baby. But let's say a person comes to us and we're, we talk about smoking. Do you smoke, not smoke? You know, so everybody gets certain screening tools and referrals out to you know if they wanted to stop smoking for example we would refer them to that or substance abuse if a baby was really small and coming home we would uh, give referral to the public health nursing program where they make visits to the home you know to, to weigh baby um, more frequently and monitor the growth and that could be doesn't matter if the person's a breastfeeding mom or not breastfeeding mom they're still going to get those same resources. The only resource that they wouldn't get, they wouldn't want it, would be a breastfeeding peer counselor, or you know, if they're really not interested, or maybe not a referral to the baby cafe, or you know, so they're going to get the same referrals into the community. If they don't have a doctor, we have a list for them. So you know, we whatever they need doesn't matter if they're breastfeeding or not. It's still going to go out there for them. La pregunta es que qué recursos se le ofrecen a las madres que quisieran lactar y la respuesta es que hacen recursos para todas las clases de situaciones que, que estén enfrentando los padres o cualquier cosa que, necesi 
que necesite, siempre hay una ayuda ahí donde el WIC siempre tomará la iniciativa para referir los padres en cualquier problema que estén teniendo. So our next question would be, what plans does WIC offer? And do packages have substitution for mothers and children with food allergies or intolerances? Okay, yeah, that's all the good part, the food packages. Big reason people come. So say, uh, we'll talk about the children's first. It's going to have the peanut butter or beans, going to have grains or rice or pasta. Uh, there's going to be cereal. There's going to be milk, and then they can um, substitute out a little bit of cheese for some of that milk or and yogurt. So it's all milk or milk, cheese, yogurt, whatever combination it is that they want. And fruits and vegetables. Right now, the WIC has had a bump up in the amount of fruits and vegetables per month. Um, where it's usually $10 it's, uh, per person, it's right now up to $26 for children. Uh, and then we also give everybody who's um, one year or older uh, the summer program to the farmer's market. They get a voucher for $20 per person. And that's everybody who's registered. It could be a pregnant woman, could be breastfeeding, could be just postpartum, meaning you're a woman who's formula feeding only, or a child, but not an infant because they're not supposed to be eating as a young infant um, fruits and vegetables till they're six months old. So, okay, so there's so that's that's the child's plan, and it goes for a year. And when they're um, one year old to two year old, the milk is whole. When they're two to five years old, the milk is one percent or skim. There's nutritional medical reasons for that. When they're an infant, they're getting a high, you know, breast milk and formula is higher fat than anything. And then age one, they still need the fat, so you get they get whole milk. And then after that, it's skim or 1%. Then the fully breastfeeding mom, she gets the biggest package that we have. She gets extra milk, extra cheese. She gets grains, which the postpartum mom doesn't get. And she will get for her infant extra jars of pureed baby fruit, like 64 a month instead of 32 for a uh, not breastfeeding child. And that goes for a year. Her The breastfeeding mom... Fully breastfeeding mom gets a very large package, including fish. She gets either uh, 30 ounces a month of canned salmon or sardines or tuna. And nobody else gets that. Oh, and, and eggs. So it's really, it's a huge package. But she's got a lot to milk to make. So we, we know she needs extra nutrients to do that. And so we supplement her regular diet to help support her breastfeeding. The, the women that can go a year are mostly... In, and fully breastfeeding. If the persons are not breastfeeding, they will still get from us for six months after they deliver to help recover from um, what the baby um, you know, has taken from them. We're trying to put back nutrients and, and help them replenish where their um, pregnancy might have removed some of what they had and try to get them healthy again. And she goes for six months. So it's post, postpartum, six months, fully breastfeeding, mostly breastfeeding a year, infants, it's until they're age one. The pregnancy package is also just as good as the breastfeeding package. Not the fully breastfeeding is as good as the mostly breastfeeding package. It's pretty hefty. Really, it really supplements them very well for their baby. And they're talking to us a lot about what you know what they might need: iron, you know, what you get in your the eggs that we give you, and the peanut butter and the beans. It's really great. And by the way, if someone doesn't speak English, any language they speak, we we have an interpreter service. 
So we bring on an interpreter, no matter what the, uh, the language is, and we do an interpretation for every phone call, every appointment. So I, you know, I don't want anyone to ever hesitate because they don't speak English. Los beneficios por las, por las mujeres y um, sus uh, hijos y hijas, um, leche, queso, huevos, cereal, jugo, um, frijoles, granos, vegetales y frutas. Thank you so much, Lynn. That was perfect. Our next question is, what does a WIC visit usually look like? I know we spoke about COVID and how it's done differently now, but could you go through um, what it looks like on a pre-COVID time and now with COVID? Right. So when someone applies to WIC, the, they sp first speak to someone, and this would be in person when we open, and we hope to open in the summer. Um, they speak to a person who's going to ask them a lot of questions about the proof of income, proof of address, and proof of identification. So they might show us their um, pay stubs and their cable bill, which has their address, and uh, or they may show us a Medicaid card, whatever it is. And that person will also ask a lot of questions about, um, do you, well, they'll say, do you want to register to vote? Uh, do you want someone to be able to do your appointment should you not feel well one day. There's additional information. Is this the best, what's the best phone number if we need to reach you? So you speak to one person. And then another person would come in the office and they would perform a weight check, measure height, and do a little bit of a finger stick for an iron check. And then a next person would come in the room. The third one's the nutritionist and she will do her health screening nutrition screening, answer any questions, look at that data, the height and the weight and the hemoglobin, how are you eating and check on those kinds of things. And if the person would like or not like, they don't have to accept nutrition education. Most people do. And, you know, we give uh, a recommendation for that. And each person is asking about items that might require a referral into the community, you know, about a doctor or SNAP or anything like that. We have to see people every three months in order to load their benefits. Even though they're certified for a year, we have to talk to them every three months. We don't load it for a year. They have to check in with us. And we follow up on things we talked about before. And they may want it too, because maybe they've discovered that their baby or their child or they have a lactose issue and they want lactose-free milk now. So we would fit, switch it for them. Or maybe there's a new allergy. The baby's formula is causing medical problems and they need a special formula. So that, you know, these, it is important to talk to people on a cycle. Now we don't see any appointments in person. Every single thing is by the telephone, except for if someone wants a breast pump, that's in person. But other, all the other appointments are by phone. And so the person who would normally be asking them the questions about um, their proof of address and such is calling and asking them to fax it to us or send it by email. And then when she finishes her part, she hangs up and the nutritionist calls and goes through the health screening on the phone. We ask them if they've had a recent height or weight, or we might say, here's how you jump on your own scale and give us that information. Or if they've had an iron check, we recommend people get lead checked. We don't do it, but we recommend that too. Um, it, there's a lot of old homes in Sullivan County. And sometimes there uh, somebody living in the house that works in construction and brings home dusts of lead from the house that they worked on. So now it's it's um, no in-person unless there's a breast pump issue and all by phone and faxing and emails. La pregunta era, 
que ahora que estamos en un tiempo de COVID, de la pandemia, que cómo son las visitas del WIC. Y antes de, de la pandemia, antes de COVID, las visitas eran en persona y eran cada tres meses. Y te preguntaban por tus, tu información, um, el ingreso, prueba de dirección y toda esa información para poder cualificar para el programa de WIC. Ahora las llamadas todas son virtuales y todas son por teléfono. Por COVID so las oficinas no se están usando. Todavía son cada tres meses y ahora son llamadas. O primero llaman una vez y preguntan um, la misma información, um, que sería dirección, peso del bebé o de la bebé, peso de la mamá, si hay alergias y toda esa información se colecta por teléfono. Después cuelgan y después llama otra persona, que sería la nutricionista que pregunta, pregunta sobre la bebé o el bebé o la mamá y cómo están y qué necesitan y preguntan qué recursos necesita la mamá o qué cambios necesitan para los, para los paquetes de comida. Y todo está hecho por teléfono y sí, son cada tres meses. So the next question we have for you, Lynn, is I know previously you did say that breastfeeding moms are given breast pumps as like a resource um, when they're in the WIC program? Are there any other breastfeeding tools that are given to moms as well? Uh, the breastfeeding peer counselor, who will call them as much as they need, talk about the ins and outs of the day for breastfeeding. And there's a, um, if, if it's a little more of a complicated problem, we have a um, lactation consultant, a certified, we have more than one lactation consultant certified who will help if the peer counselor, if it's above what the peer counselor does. Um, I might add that we have more than one type of pump. We have manual pumps. We have um, double breast electrical pumps designated for um, the person to, to keep forever. And we have pumps that have a battery. So if there's an electrical outage, um, the pump would still work. Or in the car, maybe between uh, classes, a person might or at work not be able to, to plug in. So it has a battery and that is a pump that we lend out and comes back to us. We actually have another type, it's called a hospital grade pump. It's very much more powerful and for uh, moms who had preemies perhaps, or some who are really having a trouble, trouble getting their milk supply up. We include breast pads with pumps and we have a lot of information about how to store your milk that we give out a lot, you know, how to store your breast milk. But that's, I think I have said it several times, so. La pregunta era que si WIC ofrece pompas de lactancia o si ofrecen otros recursos para mamás que están amamantando. Y contestaron que sí, que sí, pero, um, hay muchas, muchos recursos para mamás. WIC da pompas para extractar leche, dan varios tipos de pompas, pompas de baterías o para que se pueden usar en el carro o pompas que se pueden usar en la casa y también dan pompas Um, para mamás que tuvieron bebés prematuros que necesitan más ayuda extractando la leche, que están teniendo más dificultad. También dan mucha información de cómo guardar leche materna y también ofrecen una consultante de lactancia que ayuda a las mamás a dar respuestas de muchas preguntas que pueden tener. So how can parents apply or contact WIC? Okay, so we have two phone numbers and they are uh, 845-791-3349. 845-791-3350. Someone will answer usually if they're on the phone there, it might go to voicemail, but we return all our calls. And I, I do have to add, we've been around for a long time. Uh, more recently though, the county, Sullivan County gave the program 
to Sun River. So we're now called Sun River Health WIC. Our employer has changed in the past year. Sun River is a um, health clinic in Monticello and they're all over Long Island and they're in the Hudson Valley. And that's our, our new office. We, we are no longer in the government center where we were once housed and we're no longer at public health building on Community Lane. We're on Sullivan Avenue. And the government center doesn't know that where we are. So I, I just really want to clarify that we work for Sun River now and we're called Sun River Health WIC. And those are our phone numbers. And um, anytime in Liberty you want, you know, we're right there. We're there every day. That's where most of the staff are, is in the Liberty location, 15 Sullivan Avenue, across from Miss Liberty Diner. So all people have to do is call and apply and we make them an appointment. And they can call and even say, what do I need? How would I get in? What is, what is, you know, what's the income? We can tell, we can pre-screen them on the phone and just tell them what would be required. And then they could decide to make that appointment or not. But we have the, per anyone answering the phone has that uh, income information. What I was saying earlier about 49,000 for a household of four. And they know if you have Medicaid that, you know, if it's active, that person with the Medicaid, you know, has now proven ID address and income in one card. You're in the door. Yeah. Thank you. Um, la última pregunta era cómo se puede aplicar o contactar al programa de Week de Sullivan. Y es bien fácil. Um, es simple. Solo tiene que hacer una llamada al número de WIC. Um, recientes se han mudado de su, de su locación y han cambiado de número. So, el número nuevo es 845-791-3350 y tienen otro número que es 845-791-3349. Los dos números son para la misma oficina, sino que ahora tienen dos números. Um, y la dirección es 15 Sullivan Avenue. Y si tiene preguntas sobre si cualifica para el programa de WIC, no necesita ningún appointment, solo puede llamar y preguntar que su, si su ingreso cualifica para el programa. Um, y si quiere aplicar, puede llamar a hacer um, un appointment por teléfono. Y es importante también saber y notar que si no habla, no habla inglés, um, tienen intérpretes que hablan todos los lenguajes. Entonces, no le dé miedo llamar y hacer una cita um, que ellos les pueden ayudar. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today, Lynn. You're welcome. If a question comes up later, you know, just reach out to me. We will. Thank you. If you would like to be interviewed for our podcast, please reach out to us via text or call at 845-248-6101 or 845-248-3942. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.